Opal's Comet, a new production by Mr. Wilsons, written by Sonia Moorhead, with music from the Greyhounds. Episode 3, The Fall. In the dark hours of the morning, the summer prince was woken by the news that in the palace over the sea, the queen of the night had delivered a baby girl. He threw back his bed linen. New life had once been his prerogative, but even that was now under their command. He groaned, but nothing would do the bombastic summer prince. He would see the new baby first. Rebuffing any suggestion to wait, he carelessly flew into the darkness, illuminating the palace long before dawn. It was only as he approached the Queen's chamber that he paused to quieten his beating heart. No one expected him to come this early, and it certainly never occurred to him that this uninvited ambush might be intrusive. He was the child's uncle. He was entitled to be there. He quietly slipped into the chamber. No one detected his arrival. The king and queen believed they were alone in the shadows with their tiny baby. The queen sat in a nursing chair by the open window, dozing and tenderly feeding her child. The king stood over them, running his finger across his daughter's soft white forehead. After a long night, the dewy morning air cooled and cleaned their tired eyes. Still, no one noticed as the summer prince breathlessly instructed the sun to rise, illuminating the milky scene from his hiding place in the doorway. The couple were discussing names for their baby. The king suggested Snowdrop, like a delicate little winter flower. The queen smiled warmly and stood up. She held the baby out to her husband at arm's length. No, my love, look at her tiny toes. She is made of jewels. Her name should be something even more precious. How about... Opal! 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 Boomed the summer prince. He could conceal himself no longer. That one word, opal, ricocheted around the chamber, a klaxon out of control, spiralling off into infinity. That sound of the summer prince's voice assaulted and shot through the queen. She gasped and all the bones in her skeleton shook. This reflex vaulted the baby from her arms and in an instant the precious little parcel slipped fell from the open window and vanished away from her. A silent comet falling from a window, diving towards the sea below, trailing a tail of her mother's harrowed scream. The summer prince felt a cold chill in the clammy sweat across his back. Using sunshine as his personal torch, all that he escaped fell into shadow. Ahead, 
The sky was flooded in a blood orange red as he stood on the deck of the golden barge looking up into the mainsail with horror. It seemed gaudy and deriding as it slackly whipped between boom and mast. Too slow. The hull sat sluggishly low in the dark water so that the burnished screaming figurehead appeared to pant forward by each stroke of the oars. Rogue beads of panic rattled around him so that he shuddered. He wished aloud he could sail faster against the current. He darted to the balustrade, announcing his intention to dive into the deep water of the estuary, only to be hauled back by his crew. They wrestled handfuls of his slack, rotund body, hardly raising an eye as he barked orders. Take me up river to the high mountain so I can hide in a dark cave. The crew grew weary of the conflict between making miles and appeasing the prince. They anchored and retired, leaving only the wind to grip onto him. His restless pacing became heavy and swaying like an old drunk. Eventually, he buckled on the quarter deck and landed hard on his knees. Here he lay on his back and clenched his eyes shut, holding the sun close for warmth. He denied himself any wrongdoing. He was too ashamed, though, to look at the night sky. In exile, he had unexpectedly stole away the summer sunshine. The sea froze in his wake. On the day of the fall, the king of the day boarded his solo sea vessel. Despite the desperate protests of his queen, he was swept away in a frantic nightmare, emphatically driven to somehow undo this tragedy. Hastily, he broke bonds with the queen, unable to bear the company of her suffering. He denied his brother and his duties and refused to return to land until he had found the remains of his daughter. He would remain alone and commit to this quest until he could provide some relief to their grieving. The king of the day was absent and the summer prince had stolen away the sunshine. The world fell into a permanent darkness and the seasons were in disorder. A capable sailor, the king tacked a course across the tide, methodically checking each passing wave for signs of the beloved opal. Panic hindered and confused his body, which seemed larger and wooden and more cumbersome as the hours dragged on. In his haste and the descending darkness, he misjudged his footing and heavily stumbled around the deck. The swathes of his metallic fur cloak, worn since his days as the Winter Prince, now seemed frustrating and unserviceable. All alone, he made little progress. Long after daylight had gone, he drew down his sail and tied it off. He dragged the length of his damp cloak around the tall scaffold of his body. 
he pressed his forehead hard against the mast. In the solitary darkness, a cold realisation dawned. His ship was trapped in a frozen sea. He was captive in a frightening nightmare, unable to return to the Queen. Still fragile from childbirth and clothed in her nightdress, she smashed her way down the causeway of snowflakes and fell upon the land. The Queen abandoned the palace over the sea to stalk the blustery coast and wide dunes. A tattered shroud of mist now hung loosely around her, cracking against the gales, wrapping her in shadow. She thrashed and tore at the air, facing into the grainy wind. Her eyes streamed with unattended tears, stinging her face and leaving corrosive trails of salt on her ebony skin. Over the tide line, she watched her husband's ship, its sails filled with the sweeping tail of her excruciating screams. A sonic tsunami shook the air, sometimes a migrating squall of screeching seabirds, other times a terrifying drove of bulls. Beyond her control, this unrelenting sound multiplied. It gathered flotsam and bore children which moved as demons, waxing and waning through the half-light and over the land. Grotesque, ragged and slathering, the scream consumed its maker and transformed the once majestic queen into something contorted and unrecognisable. Opal was lost and so was the queen of the night. Her broken, neglected body held vigil on the beach. Resolved to guard the coast and her husband's ship like a lighthouse. She never slept, was never at ease. She became delusional in the constant darkness. If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe to our podcast channel? Opal's Comet is touring the inland waterways of England as a waterborne artwork using live performance and music to explore grief. It's free to the public, so check out our website for show details and join us. You can also support Mr Wilson's to create more content like this by donating via Patreon. We continue to champion live music and bring original performances to public spaces. Thank you.